0: Welcome to season three of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Carol Willem Roberts.
1: And I'm her husband, Paul. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I are bringing more special guests to you during the year of 2023 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing
0: the art of creative living. Last week, as part of our Memorial Day observances, Paul thought it would be appropriate to go down memory lane and share portions of a visit he had with his mother over a year ago while we were visiting Southern Idaho. He sat down with his mom, Pat Roberts, to learn more about the ways that her creator shaped her life enabling her to become the loving, creative mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother that she is today.
1: This week, we will hear her talk about those roles, as well as some of her other accomplishments as a piano player, accordion player, singer, songwriter, cook, seamstress, and painter.
0: Here is our final episode with my wonderful mother-in-law, Pat Roberts. And
1: so, from that point on, you were fairly involved in the music. Then, at yes, at church, yes, and
2: and at school, I was in choir all the time.
1: Okay, did you were there opportunities for you to play the piano at school? No. Okay, just singing. One one choir. Do you remember? Was there a girls' we choir, had, a men's choir, or there
2: was there was girls' choir and boys' choir? Okay. And then, because I was, I was the captain of, I was the captain of girls choir Hmm. my senior year, Mm -hmm. but I was also in a girls sextet
1: during the, uh, uh, was that outside of school or no,
2: no. the part of the choir as part of the choir, there was a girls sextet and I was in girls sextet for either two or three years. At least, uh, maybe sophomore, junior, and senior.
1: Do you remember any songs? What kind of songs were you singing in the girls' Gosh. sextet?
2: You know, I should, but I really don't. But it was all Glenn Exum was the choir director and the band director. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I, I, I know when we sang, we stood like this mm. with our with their hands yeah. clasped in front of us, you uh-huh. know. But we had a a very uh, ornate program every year Hmm. and i've got a picture of uh it always had a certain theme to it and i got one picture of me in the sextet and it must have been sort of a latin america thing or something because i have everybody kind of a a colorful skirt and a a white blouse and then my senior year you were supposed to dress as some kind of a That you were employed as something. Oh. And so my Aunt Charlotte had a sister who was a stewardess. So I decided to dress as a stewardess. Ah. (laughs) I I made a hat that looked like a stewardess hat.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's fun. So that was at Kellogg High School, which was uptown. Yes. Then do you remember how many, how many, was that freshmen through seniors at that school? Yes, yes. So, how many kids then were in the high school or in Kellogg High School?
2: I'm, I'm guessing in close to 500 because there were, or maybe a little bit more, there were almost 100 in my graduating class. Okay. The interesting part about that school was half of it was, half of it was junior high, half of it was high school. And when I was in oh. junior high, the only, the dividing, I mean, you would walk down the hall, there's a door at the end of the hall. It had a window in the door, and I could look through and oh. see those high school kids when I, <laughs> when I was in junior high.
1: That must have been a huge building.
2: Yes, it was wow. a huge. And then in the basement, they had first and second grade.
1: Huh. One gym. One gym. Uh,
2: With bleachers. Uh, yeah. Bleachers all the way around, hmm. but on one side, they were the normal amount of bleachers. Uh-huh. And on the other three sides, there weren't as many. They were up higher. Okay. They were like lofts.
1: And was there any stage? No no stage no
2: oh wait a minute we did there must have been there had to be because we had school plays and they were we must have had an auditorium you know what I can't remember where it was huh. but we did have school plays so separate from Definitely. the gym Yeah, separate from the gym okay. there was an auditorium now I remember
1: yeah and then you graduated in what year 1954 and when is when was the current building?
2: I think it was nineteen
1: fifty seven. Maybe. Fifty seven. So yeah. Uh, besides classes like music, besides the arts, yeah. Um. Well, uh, there there were music classes. There was an art class. I Kelligan. never
2: took any, but yeah,
1: they sure. did have them. Were there shop classes? Yes. I mean, I think yes. of shop In as fact, a creative girls class. Girls
2: had to take. P. I mean, girls had to take home ec. Boys had to take shop.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. Uh, did were there? Did they have any foreign language that you remember while you were there?
2: I think so, but I think if if there was, it was probably just Spanish. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not positive of that. I didn't take any, so
1: I don't really remember. Yeah. What sports were? girls were av- were there any sports there no, that
2: there were no girls sports and and we had pe uh, and in pe you wore these ugly <laughs> ugly <laughs> stupid <laughs> shorts i mean they were really ugly they were it was it was a one-piece thing and it was you had to wear them and 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 once in a while we would play basketball but girls could only play half court
1: oh Yeah,
2: And I wasn't, I mean, we didn't do it enough to even learn what to Uh do. And I remember playing, there was a, there was a dirt field that was part of the school ground. And I remember playing softball Hmm. out there in it, but really, I don't remember a whole lot about what we did in PE Mm -hmm. because you had to take PE too.
1: And, uh, and what sports did the boys have? The boys had football, basketball, track, track,
2: and baseball,
1: Baseball. Yeah. Because okay. uh, Ted played baseball.
2: Ted played baseball. They didn't have baseball. I don't think they started having baseball until he was maybe a junior or a senior. They didn't have baseball right away. It kind of came in. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, Teeter's field was always there. Okay. But it was a dirt field. Hmm. There was absolutely no grass at all. So you can imagine what it was like playing football on it. And we played, always played Wallace on Veterans Day, which is November oh, 11th. Huh. And nine times out of ten, there was snow on, snow on yeah. the ground.
1: So we're going to go to the next question in my, my list. Okay. Nature versus nurture. To what degree do you think we are born creative with certain gifts and to what degree are we a product of our surroundings such as family and culture and education?
2: You know I've never really thought too much about that before but I think it at least in some cases I think it's pretty even. Hmm. I think it depends on the family. Yeah. I think if you were born in the slums of New York
1: Hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: that you wouldn't but if you're a n- normal family, mm-hmm. because I when I when I think about it, I think of me and my two sisters. Yeah, yeah. Now my two sisters will always say, "Well, Pat's the creative one."
1: Oh, they okay. oh, both of them, hmm. both
2: of them will will say that.
1: And and why? Why do they? Because
2: what? they don't sew.
1: Okay, you're more musical than they are, maybe Is more
2: that... musical than. Definitely more musical than Susie as far as the piano Uh and that's concerned. Nancy maybe isn't quite as good on the piano Uh as I am, but she's pretty good. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's, yeah, she's pretty musical. Mm -hmm. But I think, uh, so I'm thinking about, we were all, you know, we're, of course, we're many years apart. Right. Nancy's eight right. years younger than I am. Susie's seventeen years younger than I am. So mm-hmm. we were almost more, we were almost raised in different households, but I think that my creativity, a lot of it just came natural to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And when I'm thinking of of the sewing or the or just making something with my hands mm-hmm. or something, uh, some craft or something, and, and the music i I found out that I had a a talent for that, you know, so I, in fact, when Zoe painted the the thing that mm-hmm. says Roberts on it and and I put the picture on and and sent it to the family and uh, and everybody loved it mm-hmm. and and i and I commented to Zoe that she ought to be proud of it and thankful that God had given her that kind of talent yeah. Because I think he did. Mm-hmm. obviously, she has the talent to do that kind of yeah. thing. Yep. And so I think that I think I think that if I had ever taken painting lessons, I would have been pretty good at it.
1: I think so too. I but think so. Too. I
2: never did, so I don't know that, but I think I would have been uh-huh. good at it. I think I would have gotten good
1: at it. And we talked about this just a little bit yes. uh, re- recently, recently because Grandma yeah. Nadine yes. started yeah. art late yes. um, and 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 she and,
2: never was very good at it. <laughs>
1: uh, and you're well, let's jump from childhood to the other end. Okay. Mom, is it too late for someone your age and I'm not just trying to put you on the spot. I yeah. want you to think about anyone yeah. of your generation, is it too late, too late to start a new creative thing? I don't,
2: I don't think it's too late. I think you just have the de- desire to do it, and you can do it. Especially yeah. something like taking a class and learning how to do something. Yeah. I think that basically, no, I don't think it's too late.
1: Yeah, I guess, I, I think that that's one of the directions that, that Carol and I feel like this Grow Me a Story journey is taking us okay is it's although we want to do some things with with young kids but we're sort of saying to ourselves there we're finding people that are on this end of life that you and I are on and and there's time yeah there's time that we that we didn't have yeah and that and it is that question of yeah what do we do with yeah. the time
2: i just Finished reading a book, and I think Carol's been uh, maybe listening to it or something. The thing, oh, I haven't learned that yet, or something like mm-hmm. that. And and one of the stories she tells is this uh, man that uh, this, I I'm going to tell it wrong, but this teenage boy needed, I think he's fifteen or so, needed somebody. I mean, he he, this guy took him in, mm-hmm. didn't really want to, but mm-hmm. took him in. And ended up doing all kinds of stuff for him, and and getting involved in other, I think, in his family and everything. And then she finally, at the end, says, "And this man was eighty-five when he did that. Oh, wow! And he'd never done anything like that before. Wow! And it was just a, yeah. So, huh. and and back to nurture and nature. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I think it depends somewhat on your circumstances yeah. as far as. Where what kind of a family you we were born into, and if you have an enc- encouraging parents, and you know, and, uh, but that's nurture,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know. But nature, you're, just, you have a propensity to do some yeah. things well.
1: You had a you had a piano in your home. Yes, always. And and when did you start playing accordion?
2: <laughs> I started playing the accordion when I was eighteen. Oh really! I always wanted an accordion. Well, in those days, there was not a microphone in church,
1: mm-hmm.
2: at least in small churches. Right, it weren't, right. and so uh, if if I was going to sing a song at church. I'm playing the piano, but it's an upright piano. It's against the wall and yeah. my back's to everybody. Yeah, I couldn't see them and they couldn't see me. <laughs> and so the ideal way, and a lot of people in those days then, they started using guitar and, and, and accordion mm-hmm. because you, then you could stand up in front of people right. at the podium and sing. And so... The first major purchase I made after I got my first job was buying an accordion. Mm. And I found out a lady in town had an accordion. She wanted to sell it. She wanted $150 for it. And I paid her $50 a month for three months. And and I got an accordion and I just taught myself to play. And I was never an expert at it. Mm -hmm. But once again, an accordion is pretty easy to play if you're using the three basic chords and fortunately most of the songs that i wanted to play so mm-hmm. then when your dad and i started singing and my and and anita Bert's sister mm-hmm. when they first moved we she and i started singing together almost okay. right away and it was always with me playing the accordion mm. so yeah started at 18.
1: Wow!
2: but that was the reason for it so you could stand in front of people and sing
1: uh, I, I'm curious if you have any memories of how people responded to guitars in the service. Were there was there any kind of pushback against I don't
2: that? Remember everything uh, any, no it, negative.
1: And when do you remember other permanent instruments coming in? There was a piano. Uh, was there always an organ? to...? It depends
2: on what your church you were in. You okay. know, our little church had no organ. Yeah. In later years, uh, our church in Kellogg had an organ, yeah. but not early years. We certainly didn't. And drums was really that was a lot late. That was late. Yeah.
0: Are you starting or currently working on a creative project? but don't know what to do next do you need someone to talk to someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track this is what Grow Me A Story is all about Paul and Carol Willem Roberts your creativity cultivators will help you start, continue or complete creative projects big or small visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help now Back to Dreams and Bones.
1: Uh, So you uh, talk about uh, teaching dad. um, Because there's one where we could say, oh, you nurtured
2: Yes, I did. I did. Well, he wanted to sing so bad. And everybody, well, I I shouldn't say, his mother sang, his sister sang. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to sing. And he just couldn't. He couldn't carry a tune. Hmm. He just couldn't do it. He couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even remember the first song we ever sang. But and I don't remember when it was in our in our relationship. You know, how early it was hmm. because I, I it was the same thing that I did with Lori. I taught Lori to sing harmony when she was five or six years old. Yeah, and I would do it most of the time in the car. We'd be in mm. the car and our favorite song was nothing could be finer than the, to be in carolina huh? and it was an easy song to, to sing harmony to <laughs> and and we and i'd say okay lori we're going to we're going to start singing this and you sing with me and once you know the song then i'm going to i'm going to switch and, and sing harmony to you and so then she <laughs> learned to do it and her, I remember her second grade teacher was just fascinated because this little girl mm-hmm. and her friend could sing harmony. Mm. And but that's how I taught your dad. I'd say, okay, we're gonna sing. You, you, you sing with me. And once we get going in the song, I'm gonna switch to alto. And he was fine for a while. And pretty soon he's singing alto mm. with me. <laughs> I'd go back up and start singing melody again. And that's how he learned to sing.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow,
2: so I guess that was creativity on my part. Oh,
1: I think so, and 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 that nurturing. Yes, you know, Simon Miller said uh, to us when we asked him that that question. He said, talked about his rational mind. when, well, it must be sixty forty. Oh, oh, well, wait a minute, maybe it's fifty five forty five. And he was trying to really define yeah. it. And uh, yeah, that's. That is a hard question. I think that there are. I think you. Uh, I think it's fair to say, you have a gift for music, a yeah. gift, a talent yeah. for music.
2: Yeah.
1: And and Dad, did not. Did not. That doesn't mean that he's not creative. Again, well, if I just ask you the question, I we I started off and I said part of our goal is is to sort of ask the question. Is everyone creative? Mom, is everyone that I God think, created, creative?
2: I think so. I think a lot of times they don't recognize it and they might not cre- call it creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think there must be something that everybody can do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And once again, because of circumstances, they might not ever create right right <laughs> when they could have if they had the opportunity
1: yeah when did you first write a song and and which came first the lyrics or the music
2: the lyrics always first
1: hmm. okay
2: yeah yeah uh for, first the first I, I wrote a couple choruses mm-hmm. but they always came from a sermon okay what was that one? Uh, standing in the temple, he makes you free from all sin. I can't remember it, but yeah. Everett preached a sermon hmm. about is 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 the Holy Spirit standing in your temple, hmm. or is he hidden away in a back room of hmm. the temple? And uh, and I wrote this chorus from that.
1: Mm-hmm. So over the years, how, uh, what do you think? How many choruses, how many songs did you write?
2: I would say maybe 10. Hmm. I mean, I'm guessing. And I've, got them all written, I've got them written down in... And I've, a lot of them, I, I would write... There'd be a, a, a song that just had one verse, and mm. I really liked the song, and I would write a second verse to it. Mm. And some other writing that I did... I don't know if you remember or not, but for our fiftieth wedding anniversary, I wrote a beautiful poem to your dad. Oh! I, it describes our it describes our life.
1: Oh, oh! I have vague memories. Every, yeah, uh, and i've I've got it. Fra-
2: I've got it framed, and it's on the wall. Good. And, I want to uh, see that. And I've, I've done other stuff like that, and a cup, two or three times. Well, the only two I remember uh, when when Elva Ripley died. She was mm-hmm. one of my mother's best mm-hmm. friends early on and when she died and and they had Bert do her service I I wrote I wanted to talk Mm. about Elva and I wrote it out and it's a beautiful tribute to her Mm -hmm. and I've got a copy of it Mm -hmm. and when my mom died same thing I Mm. wanted to talk at her service when your dad died same thing and I didn't just extemporize it right I wrote it down and so I think that I think that I had that kind of creativity yeah. that if I really got inspired, mm-hmm. I had to be inspired to be able to do it, right. but I could I could write.
1: Yeah. What did you did you read a lot when I you read were a,
2: a kid? lot when when I was in junior high, my my best friend lived right next door and in the summertime we would go to the lab, Kellogg library every day. Check out three books, come <laughs> home and read them, and take them back the next day and oh. get three more books. We—I remember laying out in the yard in the sunshine reading our books. Oh. So I started reading uh, uh, early.
1: That's where I got that from. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And what uh, did you have favorite authors, favorite styles well, you of know, writing? In or? those
2: days, you read Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. I like, you know, I like any any typical thing that a mm-hmm. that a young lady, you know,
1: mostly fiction. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I wasn't really interested in nonfiction. Yeah.
1: And, and 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 did you ever in school did you feel like you were good at writing? Was I was
2: good at writing. My best class was always English.
1: Okay. And how were your math skills, not, David's gonna? Not, not great. Oh, not gosh. great at all. Where did David get that? I don't know. What? What were Dad's math skills? I don't think like? his were
2: great either. Huh. But I sure found out since then that you sure use, I use math a lot in in sewing. Yeah. I have to decide how many yards of material I need for this project, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some of them have been really big projects. Mm-hmm. And I've had to write, get a piece of paper, and write down, and figure out how many yards of material I need, and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. So I use math a lot, mm-hmm. and I never thought I would. Yeah. And of course, when you're cooking, you're, right. you're using math all the time. If you're, I mean, I've got a recipe for the pie dough that I make, but I also wrote down it, I doubled it, I, I mm. or I halved it, and wrote, wrote that down so that I don't have to. Try it every yeah. time, you know.
1: Yeah. And we've had some conversations about about you and Dad working together on different projects. Yes. You just said the, the other night something about, well, I can use a... I can use, use a, a drill. Drill, yeah. um, Did you get opportunities to do... Th- did girls get opportunities to do that kind of stuff?
2: No, no. And, and your dad didn't... And I didn't do that when you kids were growing up, yeah. I don't think. Because I was... He was busy with his stuff. I was busy with my stuff and it wasn't it wasn't yeah. the kind of thing he was interested in cars so he was always working on on the cars. Mm-hmm. That wasn't something I was going to do with him. Yeah. And the first time I ever found out that he was I don't know if you remember or not but he built that hutch that was in our living room, I mean our dining room oh, in Kellogg yeah. on on uh, Emerald. Uh-huh. He built that and I was so shocked hmm. that he was able to do that. He'd never done anything like that before. And he knew he could do it. And because I said, I wish I had this, this beautiful china that uh-huh. was stuck at boy in a closet. Right. And I said, I wish I could have have something to display that. And he built that. Hmm. And I went, wow. And you didn't how know. How come I never knew you could do that? <laughs> and then I started stuff like uh, reupholstering something. Mm, yes. Yeah. And I mean, it was just, most of it was just like, well, that looks easy. I could do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just sort of figuring it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, again. I think some of that is that nurturing that that given the opportunity, given the means, and especially the after, chance to try. After
2: he was, you know, after we were older and he was doing a lot of stuff around the house, and and especially after he retired, we, uh, I mean, we were doing stuff all the time. Yeah. It was really fun.
1: So you got more creative later in life more more things that you
2: more opportunity to find out i could do stuff i guess mm, yeah maybe yeah i mean when when you're busy raising five kids
1: yeah uh, so so let's uh let, let's go there for a minute we'll we'll finish this session with that idea you nurtured that you you nurtured a lot of creativity in us, I think oh. you did.
2: Okay, you know
1: clearly working with Lori musically. David did a little bit of piano lessons too. Did David do any? Uh, I, my my head says he did a little bit, and maybe, and yeah. and uh, probably that probably that whatever. wasn't taken because we were all yeah. playing football or, or or something. Yeah. Um. But but I, I'm. It feels to me like that you you gave us this sense of you can do that oh, that whatever it was
2: yeah hmm,
1: well, you good. can do that
2: I wasn't aware I was doing that yeah
1: <laughs> and uh, you know uh, what what were your thoughts what were your thoughts when you were having uh, the boys get up and sing in church um, oh
2: I just pride I loved it I thought it was. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was great. I just, and and when the boys, when it was just the boys, we would go to we go visit some old shut-in and they knew was, they always wanted the boys to you know, we'd have the boys <laughs> thing and you know, we finally had to quit that cuz Kent didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, really? Well, he got
1: too He got. <laughs>
2: I mean, he was <laughs> seven years old by that time, you know. I mean, you know.
1: Oh, that's cute.
2: And we, yeah, we finally, we finally said, okay, we're not doing that any, we're not going to push that anymore because we're not going to force him to do yeah. it. If he doesn't want to do it, we're we're just not going to do it. Yeah. But it was kind of the thing for quite a while. Hmm. Like we'd go see somebody, and oh, let the boy sing, okay. <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining us for another year of conversations with people who live creative lives. Paul, what stands out for you in this second episode?
1: Well, you know, one of these days I'm gonna get so good at this whole podcast thing that I'll prepare. I know that there's a recording of the boys that mom talks about singing, and I should have I should have got that recording and inserted it right there when when mom was thinking back to when Kent, Kevin, and Paul were little ones, and she had us singing for people from the church. What a fun memory.
0: As we bring this episode to a close, we would like to thank you for listening to this program. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me a Story? Visit www.gromiastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our Fertile Ground blog post, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life.
1: Join us next Friday for another episode of Dreams and Bones. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.